Welcome to the Health Science Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Kriz, along with Fiona, Jen's child. <laughs> there we go. All right. And cool. Fiona, let's how, how let's go into how, how do we know each other? So I took all of your medical classes in high school. Um, I took, oh my gosh, I don't even remember what the first one was. And I mean physiology. Um, medical terminology and then exercise physiology. And then I was also um, like the co-producer of this podcast um, my senior year. That's right. That's kind of what we did for exercise physiology. You did an independent study mm-hmm. and then you you helped me do all these podcasts. So we're yep. kinda, we're, yeah, we're kind of running it back this year. So mm-hmm. and what, what what are you doing now? So I attend full time at Pacific University as a student. Um, I live on campus. I'm involved on the Spirit Squad, which is like a dance team and a cheer team combined. Um, and right now I'm working to, well, I still have to like fill out that application, but I'm working on declaring my major in uh, education. Um, my my advisor said that it's not elementary education specifically because you can't really like major in like one. You have to like do education and then choose like which grade eventually in the future. Um, but that's kind of what I'm working towards right now. There is a little part of me though that's like wants to do like majoring like kinesiology and like become an athletic trainer though. So I'm just like declaring my major now in that to see if I actually like it, and then if not, I'll switch. Gotcha. So education, what 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 do you think brought you? And I, I should say I'm a high school teacher at Forest Grove High School. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of like, I don't know, everybody just told me like Fiona, you're either gonna become like a doctor or a teacher. And like, I feel like I always really like to work with kids because I work with kids at my dance studio. Um, and so I don't know, they just I feel like I work the best with like younger children, like second grade. Um, so I working through like the studio kind of gave me like kind of like the rough draft of like what working with like that age group is like. Um, and like, I've taken classes so far this year that have like prepared me for that. Um, but then like we did in my math for elementary teachers class in this year in spring, um, we did like an interview with this teacher and she works in fifth grade and she kind of made a fair point about how like fifth graders, like they don't be like, Oh, teacher, like she hit me or they're kind of like at the age group where like they kind of know how to manage themselves and it doesn't feel like it's quite like babysitting. And so that's kind of making me think like, maybe I should do like a higher grade level, but I don't know. We'll kind of see once we get there, because I think what my advisor said, like my senior year or like my junior year during the spring, I'll have to like start teaching in a classroom. So that can really like, give me like the full force like what it's gonna look like and everything I mean obviously I probably shouldn't wait till then but it'll be kind of nice to see what that actually looks like once I get to that great age group yeah and then and then let me know if you ever want to go into high schools um I mean you're you're always welcome back at Forest for sure. I'd, love, I'd love to have you come in and talk to the my students now um oh, but also I know I you know I kind of know the teachers in the area too like Hillsborough right so um yeah um i think fifth grade's tough like (laughs) yeah i don't know i'm kind of iffy about it when my kids were in fifth grade they were just little monsters um the delightful appropriately so like delightful little monsters but 
yeah, fifth grade was a hard age for me. Um, they they should be able to do a lot of stuff, and they they can't. Like I don't know. It's like you how 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 can you not pour a glass of milk and not get it all over the counter? Like not true. And like the teacher, yeah, she made a fair point that like especially after COVID too, a lot of the fifth graders are like at like somewhat like third grade level. So like they're very far behind. And like she had to like divide them up into like levels of like ability. Like if they, they were at a lower level, they were like in a specific group with like other students who were kind of at that level too. And like she like divided them. And I thought that was really cool. But like it's kind of scary to think that like they have to like review a lot because like so many kids are like far behind because of COVID. But yeah. I, okay. What does it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk about this now. Um, <laughs> I, I like how we were hosting the health science podcast where two people have, you know, the reason why we're on here, cause we have like some amount of training and interest in the medical field, but we're both interested in teaching. This is going to very quickly turn yeah. into the, the education, <laughs> uh, podcast, but that, that, that's fine. What, what would it mean if a fifth grader came in behind in dance? Oh, that's interesting. Cause it's definitely like harder to measure. I feel like, okay. So I feel like in dance, it would be easier to, to work with obviously, because it's not like an equation. It takes a little bit like less brain power. I feel like, I mean, clearly it's still like harder, but I feel like you would just kind of have to like go back to the basics of like technique and like conditioning and like just work your way back up. It's hard, though, because, like, with a team, there's obviously going to be, like, different levels of, like, ability for every individual dancer. So, like, typically, if, like, someone wasn't, if someone was, like, in an age group, but they were, like, this is their first year of dancing and, like, other girls on the team, they've done previous teams that, like, they just, like, bumped up a level to this team, like, they would probably just be, like, put in the back because they're, like, beginner, you know, but, like, that in a way in dance that is a good way to like motivate the kid to be like okay I'm in the back row I want to work hard enough to get in the front row and like with our studio too they offer like technique classes that are additional for the team so it's like they're still getting the conditioning that they need but it's like at their level too so it's like it's not the worst well yeah and back row makes sense just because if you're a new dancer you would see people yeah Right. I mean, to me, that's what makes sense about the back row. Yeah. Um, but isn't it? And, and maybe I'm I'm thinking this just with track, but it's not a bad thing to get somebody with no habits yet. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, and it's also helpful, too, because like if you trust your teaching and like they're a beginner, then you know that they're in the right hands because you can like teach them the right way to do things because dance is like the way people have taught dance has evolved so many ways and like people teach so many things in different ways too like a prep for a turn so many people have different ways to do that or like ways to do like a jump you know and so it's like especially like with our studio like my coach she has like such a strong way of how she coaches that like anybody who comes in she can get them really strong within a year like it's very doable and so so the question is, how is that different than math? Oh, well, math. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess 
equations and a lot more brain power. Oh, um, no. we, we know enough about the brain to know that because every yeah. movement you do lights up a whole bunch of different parts of the brain. Oh, absolutely. And so as you're first learning how to do a dance routine, if you, if you put someone in an fMRI machine, their brains would light up like a Christmas tree because they yeah. have so much brain power to try to learn a new move. As you practice it, you actually use less brain. There's, there's less brain activity going on as you, as you rehearse the movements. So it takes a tremendous amount of brain power to learn dance. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what would be different about math. Maybe it's just because I don't like math. <laughs> well, and so, and so that's true, but, and I'm, I'm, this is what I'm wondering, like we, you know, this, this idea about kids coming in behind from COVID and, and so I'm coming at this from the perspective where the first time I see students is in anatomy and physiology class. They haven't learned any anatomy and physiology class. Like kids don't know where their elbows are. I mean, it's, you know, I, I say we're going to learn all 206 bones in the human body and kids like their eyes go wide, like, and it's mm -hmm. not that hard, you know, but, um, and so, you know, it's, it's easy for me to teach anatomy and physiology because no one's no, no one knows it before, you know, right. they haven't learned any bad habits. They haven't, you know, it's an easy subject to teach and, and it's a dual credit mm -hmm. class. Like it's, it's a, right. it's a high level anatomy class um and so i yeah i don't know it's it's i wonder if there's an opportunity with covid that maybe kids they, they might be coming in without math skills but it's a different type of coming in without math skills than than there was before where if you tried to teach a kid for for two years and they still came in behind in fifth grade that's a different type of kid than they didn't just learn math skills because they're doing distance learning and they can make popcorn anytime they want. And, um, you know, they just didn't, they weren't taught math essentially for two years. I think right. that's you have a fair point a there. Yeah. Yeah. And so I wonder if the goal is just to make sure kids are excited about math, just like the, you know, the number one goal of teaching someone in dance is make sure they're excited about dance. Right. I mean, they're, they're not going to get any better at dance if they hate it. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And the teacher, yeah, she made a fair point too. like um, kids like in fifth grade, they can tell like if they're in the lower group that's like behind or if they're in like the, the group that's like maybe a little bit more like caught up or ahead of the, everybody else in the class. And so in some ways for that age group, they can be like, oh, like Sean, he's in the really like he's in the good group, like the people that are ahead and. I'm not with Sean. So that means that I'm stupider than him. Um, so like that can honestly either motivate a kid more to be in that group or can discourage them. But she also made a fair point that like in that age group, she likes to be like honest with the kids and be like, yeah, like maybe you're not at this pace right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're dumb and that you don't know anything. You're just at this level. And if you work hard enough, you can get to that level too. Like empowerment is so important in that age group as well, which I thought was really cool to hear because I kind of think that being honest about like, yeah, like this is where you're at right now. But like, it's not a bad thing. You know, I think that's right. it's nice to be leveled with them. Yeah. I, um, in coaching, you know, like when I, I, I teach 
you know, it's, it's just basics, you know, of, of exercise and movement, just basic movements and stuff, but they're pretty challenging if you haven't done them before. So kids will say, man, this is hard. It's like, well, of course it's hard. We, we come here to do hard things. Like mm-hmm. if you want to do easy things. You'd stay home and play Xbox. Yeah. You know, I, and so I think there's, there's a certain level of, of that that you can use to motivate students too, where it's like, well, yeah, it's hard. Um, my thing, this, God, this is going to sound bad. So I got this thing this year that I've been saying, I've had so many students come up and say like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous for this test. I'm going to cry. Like, and so my response to this has been like, yeah, cry, go for it. Uh- I was like, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't bother hey, if me. If you're serious, do it then. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like, yeah, that's a normal human emotional response. Yeah, it's a test. Right. It's it, yeah, you're right. It's it's worth you know, it's worth a big chunk of your grade. I'd be nervous too. Yeah, cry away, throw up. I don't. I don't. That's okay with me. Like it's not going to make me feel bad. Go for it. <laughs> and I think, and I'm not sure. I should probably talk to other students, but I think that's a calming statement to them. Like, yeah, of course you'd be nervous. Yeah, it's a test. Like, yeah, this is hard. I mean, yeah, it's a test on all 206 bones of the human body. Um, I mean, to be fair, I could see a range of students saying that to, in a way, guilt trip you and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to cry. Don't make me do this. And then others being like, I'm so stressed out. I don't want to fail. I'm going to get emotional about it. It really just depends. Like me being overdramatic, I would definitely do it to like guilt trip and be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. Don't make me do it. But other students, I can understand where it's like comforting because it's like, oh, I'm allowed to be upset or like stressed out about this and like show the emotion for it, you know? Well, and, and no matter what, there, there's a front, right? Because you're not absolutely any student is going to show their actual, true, real emotions in a classroom right in front oh, of yeah. your and all their peers. I right? would walk away and cry in the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, <laughs> that's the other thing. like, yeah, you take the pass, go cry. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, so I'm probably gonna get fired now for that. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, anyway, lear- learning anything's hard, whether it's, a, I think whether it's a new dance move or a new math problem or that sort of stuff. And yeah. Learning new stuff is hard. It's it's easy. Learning some new things can be really easy for people. You know, yeah. We all have things that we're just naturally gifted at. Um. But uh, all right, let's let's talk more about your college. That was a fun. That was a fun rabbit hole. Oh yes. <laughs> you're really good at this this radio thing too. By the way, I don't think you've said one um yet. True. I like, probably said a lot of like likes though. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. I don't think you have. I, th- I think you're. Oh well, it'll definitely happen soon. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so for, first year at college, how um, and you guys go by in semesters, right? Yeah. Okay. How how first semester end up? So I will be honest, fall term it was it was a roller coaster. Like moving, oh my gosh, I get ashamed of it sometimes because uh, you know, like our our a lot of our like student population is like. Hawaiian students, you know, we have a lot of, we have diverse student population here. And so like, I complained about just moving right across the street when they literally like had to fly out here. And like they, some of them, like I've made some like Hawaiian friends and they're like, yeah, like literally I can't even visit my family for like Christmas because it's too expensive. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Like my mom literally lives right across the street. I can, I go grocery shopping with her like once a week. Um, So I, yeah, I would say the transition of just moving into the dorms was really hard for me. 
um and like I think also just like having to learn to like coexist with a roommate that I we're not even like friends like we kind of just coexist and like leading up to like moving in with each other I had like this high expectation that we were going to be really close because we had so many things in common but the only issue is she's very introverted and she's glued to her desk and I'm very like social butterfly extroverted so it's like I'll start a conversation with her and she'll immediately like just go back to her doing her homework which it's like fine I don't take it personally sometimes I'm like ah I want to talk to you but other times I'm like I get it she's busy and she she's going into optometry too so like that's a big commitment like she has like biochemistry labs um so you know it's like I've kind of just accepted the fact that like we just coexist and that's okay she's really chill though like I can come home at like three in the morning and she'll just be like hi Fiona good night <laughs> so um that's fine but and I, I do admit though like Part of the beginning living here but as soon as like I really was able to like absorb that this is my own personal space and I get to be on my own and like really be in charge of like my like what I how I choose to like spend my time that became a really big piece of like wow like this is it like this is adulthood right now like I don't have my mom texting me where I am right now I did get to choose when I eat lunch or where I go do my homework or who I hang out with it was really really like eye-opening and there were also some aspects where I realized I relied on my mom so much for specific things that like once I didn't have that anymore I was like wow I have to fill in these gaps like my mom would wake me up to like help me get out of bed to go to school now it's like Fiona you have to get up like my roommate doesn't even help me either like that's not her responsibility I have to get up with my alarms um so that was really eye-opening um and just like classes in general um because it's a private school, like classes are obviously smaller, which I was kind of worried about because obviously I wanted to go to like this big state school. Like I wanted to go to University of Oregon, um, but this turned out being my cheaper option, which is really funny because it's a private school, but they offered me a lot of scholarships. So I won't complain, but um, no, yeah, I, I didn't realize like how much I value having smaller classrooms because you really get to connect with your professors and like they will literally email you if like they don't hear from you or like they don't see you in class and like they'll be like oh or like this is what you missed and like that's really nice because it like allows you to feel like some sort of like stability if like you're not there because like you still get to catch up and like you know communication is a very big aspect too like you need to let them know if you're not going to be in class and everything like that's like normal like bare minimum but still it's like hard because Sometimes you just are like, I don't want to go to class today. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say it was definitely a roller coaster. It was hard also to like make friends in the beginning, which is like really weird to say out loud because it's always been kind of easy for me to make friends. But I also think in high school, I kind of just had the same friend group throughout all of high school. So like going into college, it's like you really get to decide like who you want to be friends with. And like even like people that you like having classes that like are also in your major, like you get to connect a lot with them too, which is really cool because you have like all these classes together. Um, so yeah, it's like, I didn't get like my set friend group until probably like November and I started in August. Um, so it was like, it was rough, but it definitely got better near the end. Um, homework was like, we hear it was weird because, sorry, I'm rambling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you've, you've covered like four really cool topics. Yeah. Um, and so I, I want to go back to the housing thing. Are, are, are you living in like on campus, like uh student housing, like a dorm? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. That's, and, and is your roommate, is, is she a first year student as well? 
Okay, cool, cool. Um, and then like when when did we we first met about talking about the podcast? Was that that, that was like November? Was it November, October? I th- I remember being sunny. I yeah, it was like I think we like talked about it in October, like maybe late October, and then we met in November, and then we kind of just like got busy and just never connected again but it was fine because my life got crazy too like I got strep during Thanksgiving break and it was horrible <laughs> yeah yeah no I I, I got I, sick like three times in the fall it was really bad they do not joke about getting sick in college like it is serious you need to bring a lot of cold medicine with you <laughs> well yeah when you're coming in at three in the morning uh that, that's, <laughs> okay <laughs> um yeah I felt bad I walked away it's like oh no is Fiona getting enough to eat like, um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I should I go plan. I promise. Um, yeah. Um, but, uh, I, the making friends thing is no joke. Like it, like, I remember like feeling like, yeah, I, I was, I had to tons of friends in high school and then I went to college and we're like, you know, I went, it's going to sound bad. Like I felt like everyone at college was a bunch of severed fingers and I used to be on a hand and like, I got my finger got cut off and just got thrown in with a bunch of other severed fingers. Like here, go, go make a hand. Yeah. That's a horrible example. Um, no, but it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I remember being extremely lonely in college. Uh, Yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know. And like, um, we did like these orientation pods, like the very first week. And like, I remember, um, there was this girl and she like looked like she, she was like wearing these like cute little overalls. I was like, Oh, like she looks very like creative and artsy. So like I went up to her and talked to her and we've been friends ever since now. Like she's like um, really cool. Um, but she, I remember her sharing an experience with me about like, she kind of formed this group of like friends in the very first week and like they hung out a lot and then more people kind of started joining in, in the friend group and then like their personalities clashed and then everybody kind of just like, iced her out and was like you know like we're gonna go get lunch without you sorry you already ate and like it really hurt her feelings and I'm just sitting here like I just know like the dance team because whatever you know like we had some practices the first week those are the people I know um so it's like I I can't really relate but like it was really hard on her like it I, I feel like people kind of have this expectation that like you're gonna just meet your set friend group the very first week of like orientation or whatever or, like the very first month and then like when it's when sometimes it just doesn't work out it like it's a really hard pill to swallow because like your expectations are so high and then like you get insecure because like you go into the cafeteria and like all these people are sitting together and it's like how do they already know each other it is majority of the athletes who like preconditioned with their teams and like did team bonding things in the summer so it's like unfair because they just already knew each other but it, the expectations are very high i feel like well and also well i think a couple things can be true one mm-hmm. i think in college you are going to make your your strongest friendships in 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 college i think that's true um mm-hmm. i also think that like it's really hard and there's a whole bunch of misses on friends like Absolutely. there's a bunch of social interactions that don't go anywhere and are terrible <laughs> Oh yeah. And there's no, if I way could to- tell you, no, if I could tell you how many people I just see in the hallway and I'm like, hi, how are you? And then we just don't talk until like maybe the next day. Like it's just short and sweet, but it's like, you know, still a familiar face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or then like people you absolutely, you know, you're in a study group with 
and you end up absolutely hating them. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Because that happens, <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's not that big a deal because you just never have to be in a study group with them again. Really, I mean, for the most part. Right. But, um, no, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of social trial and error. I, I think that happens. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things it's, it's interesting that you're bringing this stuff up because one of the concerns that I have just bringing this back to like medical assisting, um, it's great working with the Virginia Garcia medical center. Um, they're helping us get this medical assisting certification program up and running. It should be, we should be able to offer it next year. But um, and so students will get certified as a medical assistant before they graduate. Um, Virginia Garcia um, said that they, the medical center said that they would, uh, students could apply, interview, and be hired before they graduate high school. So that, that's amazing. Yeah. And you have to have a high school diploma to work as a medical assistant. So in the spring, they'll just go through that interview process. And when they're hired, they'll just put their start date after graduation. So, oh, wow. and so that way counselors and, and, uh, the, the health science teachers, and we can help prep students for, you know, ha having a job and, and living on their own. Um, and that's right. one of my biggest concerns is that I think as a, as a school, we can do a really great job of making sure students are, um, um, certified. I, I think that's a doable goal. I don't know if I'm not sure what supports there are for students that just go straight into the workforce. Like, cause you're living on campus in student housing with another student going through it. And so even if you guys are just coexisting, you still can understand what each other's going through. Oh yeah. You know, like you're able to empathize with her situation. Mm -hmm. um, you were in classes with, I mean, ev everyone's roughly your same age, kind of going through the same things. They're aimed the same sort of challenges. I'm wondering what the success rate is for students that are just going to start working right after high school. Well, you know? I do have a friend, um, one of my best friends, she decided that she didn't want to go to college and she wanted to do a CNA job as like a nurse at an assisted living facility. And I don't, she like started kind of like in the summer, like late summer, kind of like around August or September. And she's now a full-time CNA and she has been working there for like two months. It's like this little place. It's kind of like by AutoZone, I think. Um, and she really likes it. And um, I, love, I, I wonder we, if like. We literally have like an international following, like people all around the country download this. And like yeah. you're describing, you're describing the facility she works at as by AutoZone. Okay. Well, I don't know what it's called. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if it would be cool to get her on here and just kind of like see what that experience was like because she was kind of discouraged about like not going to college and like struggling to get a job because she she was thinking about maybe like becoming like an EMT or something because that program you also kind of just it's like the same thing like you study take a few tests and then they just get you into the job straight after that um and I do know someone else who like did try that and really liked it a lot um but yeah, yeah. I mean there's so many like healthcare like jobs that you can go through that like just take a few months of training and then you can just get the job you genuinely just need a high school diploma to do it right and so i it, i would love to talk to her and see what see what oh definitely contrast. we can make that happen 
yeah see see what the contrast is between her experience and your experience mm -hmm. uh, because i anyway i i just don't know i just know for college and the you know my the two examples of organizations that deal with high school graduates are the call are colleges and military and both of them for that first year provide a lot of support to students because it is a big change even if your mom lives right across the street it is a big change <laughs> it is not to not live with your parents anymore and to be on your mm -hmm. own and to i mean that it, it's an adjustment and for sure an employer might not be as forgiving as a college professor if you show up all blurry eyed and um you know staggering in late to uh you know to your to your writing 121 class um, right professor might be kind of understanding of what's going on an employer might not you know right so, definitely and so that that's kind of a you know I, i'm just i think there's there's a whole bunch of support that that we could be you know giving those sen seniors that are looking for jobs and i'm just not quite sure how to do it um definitely. But it, it is something on my radar Every, everything you're talking about right now i think is going to be um issues for for everybody for sure I love how you're folding your laundry while you're doing a podcast. That's very efficient of you. It like helps me focus sometimes. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's amazing. I <laughs> don't think I ever folded laundry in college. Um, oh no, it's just been laying on my bed all day, so I figured I should do it now. Oh, perfect. Um, now you're making me feel guilty, like I should be doing something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> should be doing dishes or something while while I'm doing this. Um, how, how was the, how was the academics of, of college? Were you like blown um, out of the water or were you, I mean, what, what was your, were classes more interesting or they, I don't know. So I, oh, I love this topic because like in, when you're like a senior in high school, like there's kind of always that question of like, how does like the academic system even work? You know? Cause like, it's obviously different compared like which school you decide to go to because like obviously I do semesters and like other colleges do like quarters or whatever and so you get so much like freedom with what you want to choose like for your classes like you have to meet with your advisor obviously and they tell you like what will keep you on track and everything but it also like depends on like the credit system so you have to take at Pacific the minimum for how many credits you can take is like 12 um, and the, the most you can take is 18, but that, that is like wild. Um, that is just so much homework. Um, I'm taking 16 right now. I took 16 last term as well. However, it's different because if you take a four credit class, that's like a lot more commitment because it's more homework and everything and just more intense. If you take a two credit class, it's like more lenient. And then there's also like one credit classes that you can take. And then also if you're like, if you're doing a sport that also counts as a credit as well, um, but I would just say that it's really nice because you, like me as a freshman, I was able to take a few like higher level classes as well. Like I was able to take like an education 260 class. Um, and so it kind of gets you further ahead when you get to your sophomore year, because you kind of already know what you want to do if like you have an idea of like what you want your major to be. Um, and it's also just kind of fun to explore your freshman year, like what classes you want to take, and then it can help you decide your major. I will say last term, my homework was more of like, it's, it's kind of weird. So like you have like one assignment, but it'll take you two hours to get it done. Right. 
um, and compared to like high school, it's like, it felt a little bit more like I could do like so many, like 12 assignments in like four hours, maybe, maybe not like 12, but like I could get more done. It depends on like the class. Um, but like now it's like, maybe it's like, Oh, I only have like an essay I have to write. But like in college, it's like, you know, you don't do the drafts to get like whatever to do like the final revision. It's like, maybe you get to have like one draft and then you have the final essay but you really have to like like that's how my fys teacher was because he wasn't like super like picky um but like typically you only get one opportunity to submit something so it's like it has to be like perfect or like you have to go to office hours and like make sure you get full feedback before you submit it so i would just say time management is so important. I'm still struggling with that with my homework right now because I'm taking all four credit classes. So I have, I'm just swimming in homework right now. It's insane. Um, but like it, fall term was definitely easier because I had a few two credit classes in there, but I was still taking like the same amount, if that makes sense. Yeah. So let's, let's think like, so right now, I mean, I'm, I'm not a math magician or anything. You're taking 16 credits and all four credit classes. So that mm -hmm. means you're taking four classes yes right now what's what's your schedule mm -hmm. look like like walk, so, walk, walk us through walk us through like a week so you so i have psychology 150 which is intro and that one i have monday wednesday friday at 10 30 to 11 35 and then i have a little bit of a time gap to like get lunch do homework whatever and then i have math ooh 221 I think that's what it's called and it's math for elementary teachers and that goes from 1 to 205 and that's also Monday Wednesday Friday and then uh and so I have basically like two classes a day on Mondays Wednesdays and Fridays and then on Wednesdays I have three because I have an additional class at the very end of the day I have history of dance which is from 4 45 to 7 45 p.m wow sitting through that class is insane she just lectures the whole time but she's really sweet she'll just like be like okay what did you find boring about this lecture and, like she's like wants us to be honest or she's like what did you what was your takeaway what did you like name some things that you like like she's just very like just no filter um i love her her, her voice also like reminds me of elastigirl from the incredible so sometimes it's hard for me to take her seriously because she just sounds like a cartoon character but no she's a really sweet lady um, so I have that class like once every week on Wednesdays. Um, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays, I have one class, which is my creative writing class. And it's basically like we just like analyze, annotate um, poetry, and then we like have to learn how to write poetry. It's not easy. And when I signed up for that class, I thought it was going to be for my English credit, but it's actually counts as my art credit. But my advisor said that I can just take an English class next term and it'll I'll be fine. Um, there's like oh. no like measurement of like when I need to get a class done it's like I can as long as I take it eventually it, that's all that matters right so what time does that creative writing class start it starts at 9 40 and then ends at ooh, 11 15 so so just to recap on Mondays and Fridays you have class starting at 10 30 mm -hmm. so you're done with class by 205 yeah that's on Mondays and Fridays on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you start class at 9.40 and end at? 11.15. 11.15. And then I have the rest when, of the day. <laughs> and, yeah. And Wednesday's your big day because you got to start at 10.30 and you don't get done with class until 7.45, right? Yeah. 
if you told any high school student that schedule, they would take it in a heartbeat. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> do you, do you like that schedule better where you take fewer classes? They're more focused and more intense, but you have more time. Yeah. Um, I would definitely, it's so funny though, because I'll catch myself like sleeping in being late for a class. And I'm like, literally in high school, I had to be awake by like 7.30 to get to school at 8.15. Like, how is this possible? Like, I've managed to make the schedule still, I, I still managed to struggle with the schedule just because I've adapted to the routine of it. But it definitely, like, I like how much time I have in the day because it allows me to plan things and like get more homework done and then also have time for free time. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I, yeah. Do you, do you feel like high school prepared you well for academics in, in college? Yes and no. Ooh, I feel like, okay. Oh, there's actually an example of this that I feel okay. like I, oh, but I can't remember what it was. <laughs> well, how about this? Let, let's start with the negative. What, what didn't high school prepare you well for? Oh, I literally always complain about this. Um, I feel like high school just kind of stressed me out. Okay, well, I was an overachiever. So clearly I kind of played a little bit of a part in it because I chose to take so many rigorous classes or whatever. Um, but I feel like high school just stressed me out too much. It's like, literally, you just have to get a good GPA and do some extracurriculars to get into college. Like I made it seem like it was life or death. Like, you know, and like, clearly you have to have like a good transcript to get in and like get scholarships and all those things. But I feel like I overdid it a little too much. And I definitely feel like some of like my subject teachers didn't prepare me enough for what I was going to be learning in college. Like even like just like core, you know, like some like math things. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this. I needed to know this before I came in here. Um, like English, it's like, you, oh, yeah. I didn't know how to write this essay. And now I need to write this essay and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Do you like, so essay writing is, is an example. Do you, do you think it's just a different format? Like, do, do you think that's yeah. the difference between two different teachers? Yeah. Well, and like every English teacher is going to be different. Like even in high school, all of every single year, it was like, they had a different way of doing it. And so going into college, I actually haven't written as many essays as I did in high school, actually, because I mean, some like I, the classes that I was taking in fall were actually fairly easy compared to what I'm taking right now, because it was just like, I was taking like sociology, philosophy. Um, I had an FYS class, which is like freshman seminar that every freshman had to take, but like there were different like subjects of those. Um, and there's one more, I don't remember what it was, but it was like, I didn't have classes that like I needed to write in the most, but like when I did, it was like five pages, eight pages. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I only had to write like three. What am I supposed to do? Or like, literally I remember, I literally forgot how to write a thesis. Like I have to like write an essay for my history of dance class. And like, it's like a thesis. And I'm like, I don't remember how to do this because I've started to write like narratives in college. Like I don't, remember how to structure this i i i still do not know what a thesis statement is 
<laughs> it's like I know it's like the map of like the rest of it, but it's like how do I that makes like no the sense thesis and then the intro? Yeah, I don't I, I never the best I got is a it's an if then statement. If this is true, yes. then, this, then this this will happen. That that's as right. close as that's how I survived. If if I wrote things as if then statements, professors didn't hassle me about a thesis statement. <laughs> I, I I really don't know what it is. Um. Do you, do you? I I feel like there's an. And I don't and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it seems like what we do at the high school we we kind of tell students like, oh, you got to do this because this is going to be really important in college, or this is going to be really important in the real world, or this is going to be. Boy, you really need to get this skill down. And I'm not, it, it just doesn't seem like you know, I when when I talk to students that are coming back from college, they they don't, they kind of say, like, man, I, that wasn't as big a deal as I thought as I thought it, it was. That's exactly be. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like I kind of sacrificed a little bit of my social, like I had a social life in, in high school, but majority of my social life consisted of my friends only being on the dance team and when I hung out with my friends I was also at practice yeah so it's like yeah I had like those little moments where like we'd hang out on the weekends or whatever but like I feel like I could have just allowed myself to breathe a little more and have like more fun and just like be a kid and I kind of just like breathed lived school and I feel like now that I'm here it's like it wasn't as hard to get in here as like everybody thinks it is you know And you're going to be asked, you're, you're, I mean, I feel like what you need to walk away with high school is the confidence that you could do something new and big and challenging and hard. Absolutely. You need the confidence to know that you can work your work through a situation like that, because Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what are we going to prepare students by making write eight page essays in high school? I mean, that doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, and it doesn't matter if we, if you write eight page essays in, in high school, college professors are going to ask for 12 page essays. Yeah. You know, it's always going to be bigger and harder and, and more intense and more focused. It's, it's going to be something new and big and challenging and hard. And mm-hmm. high school students just need to have the confidence that they know, like, oh, I'm not quite sure what to expect, but I can do it. Also, right. don't you think it's kind of ironic that you struggled socially when you got to college? that seems to be your biggest challenge and looking back you're thinking like oh man i kind of spent too much time stressing about academics and it cost you your social life like like i wonder yeah i wonder if that would have been more valuable to prepare you for college is just spending more time being social oh yeah i think I think prioritizing like having a good support system is like the most important thing throughout high school because I genuinely like wouldn't have been able to like maybe pass one of my classes if I didn't even have like a friend group to like do study sessions with me. You know, like I think people, especially like, I hate saying it, but like after COVID, like, you know, it definitely made like social skills a lot harder for people. And so they maybe don't think that having uh, a support system is super important because maybe it was hard to connect with people like during online school, but it's like so crucial because I, I bet if you ask like even professors, they will tell you how important it is to be involved in like student life in college because there's so much going on. And if you don't like connect with someone in a class, it can be really hard to survive. 
Well, and you were even talking about one of the things you valued about your professors is that with small class sizes, they will check in on you. There is Absolutely. a social aspect to the, even the academic part of it. There's a social aspect that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I wonder in the high school if we should be focusing way more on just blatantly social stuff, like not only just having more like pep rallies and that sort of thing, but more dances, more just social stuff. Like I could, could we cut the academic standards in half? And just have it just be a more social. And if, if students would be mm-hmm. better off, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. But it is something yeah. I'm really concerned for, again, students entering the workforce um, right after high school. It's something I'm concerned about. And maybe, maybe those students that are interested in working right after high school, maybe they got the social thing down, you know, and they're, they're ready. They're ready to work. I, 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 I don't know. Um, yeah, well, I mean, and like bringing that up too, like especially like having good social skills isn't just important to like make friends or like, you know, survive. Like I was saying, like you need to have social skills for a job interview. You need to have social skills to even connect with a professor. You need to have social skills like for anything like in the real world, because if you can't communicate to like your boss, you're going to drown like it's like it's so needed for like all those things and especially like going if like a student does decide to go into college like there will be interviews for scholarships there will be interviews for work study jobs for going into like like sports sometimes like with with recruitment like there's so many things that I think people in in high school don't realize that they need social skills for yeah yeah or you know just I mean this is you know, kind of cliche and stuff, but, or, uh, but, you know, the one time I, I, there's one uh, term in college where I got an F and a D it was ter It was a terrible term, uh, winner of my second year, but I went through a breakup. And so even mm-hmm. like, you know, you get, you get one r- bad romantic relationship and it's, you know, that, that throws you for a loop. I mean, it, it is, it yeah. is amazing on how much just, just all these different types of relationships are, are so important. And I, I wonder in high school if we, if, and it's our job, I don't think, I don't think teachers should be getting into the social lives of students or anything, but right. um, maybe, may, maybe there, that is something that's, and I, I don't know how it gets implemented, but I wonder if just allowing students, may, maybe from the teacher side, it's just, we don't stress about academics so much. We still teach really high level academic classes. We just turn down the stress a bit. I, I, and I'm mm-hmm. not quite sure how we, how we balance that. Yeah. I mean, I'm always a big fan of like check-ins. Like even when we did um, online school, like I was able to really connect really well with a lot of my teachers because we did like the breakout rooms and they would just connect with me individually and see how I was doing. And I feel like, clearly we're not on zoom anymore but like I feel like just like checking in with the class and being like how does everybody feel or like even like parent teacher conferences like just being like is this too much for you like what like really allowing the student to like voice like what's what they're going through and their stress levels and like seeing how like they can like create a plan to like make sure that student is successful and I mean it's hard because you're probably like a teacher with a class of like 30 so it's like hard to prioritize like one student but like, I don't know, 
I remember like my counselors would always tell me like whenever like I'd like be confused in a class or like feel like I was the only one failing it's like well Fiona you know you're not the only one like probably the whole class feels that way it's just like you don't talk about it and so that student will just be like oh like just endlessly spiraling thinking that they're the only one struggling because everybody acts like they're fine in the class because clearly nobody's going to be like uh teacher I don't know what this means like nobody's if someone doesn't say it out loud for the whole classroom, everybody's just going to like assume that everybody's fine. You know, it, it, I think it just speaking up about it does so much in itself. Yeah. And and that's probably true too. When, when you're looking at, at Pacific, when you're, when you're looking around at the lunch hall and you see everybody sitting in their groups and it looks like they all made friends and you didn't, I think that same thing's actually oh, absolutely. true. Yeah. They're actually looking around and they're like, Oh man, I don't have any friends. I don't even know this person across from me. I just we sat high <laughs> in the hall once and, but everyone looks around and says like, oh man, everyone's got so many friends. How, how come I'm not making friends? Um, I'll bet you it's the same, it's a similar case. Oh, definitely. But uh, Fiona, this this was great. We're 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 gonna do we're gonna do a great podcast. And we're we're all off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. I'm gonna stop. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> I think I like what I see. Of thinking of me, your space in between us is making it harder to breathe. The feeling's contagious, baby. I hope you'll make room for me, cause you know I'm selfish. No, no. I'm insane It's not that hard Since to the brain Feels like prison to the heart You know I'm selfish mm-hmm. Selfishly in love Maybe when I'm Selfie